Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner. I'm a digital sports producer for the Post-Gazette. I'm here today with Jason Mackey, our Pirates beat reporter, uh, to talk a little MLB hot stove. Free agency will be starting Thursday. Uh, the Pirates, you know, might make some moves. I think there's a lot of hope that maybe this is the offseason. They finally spend a little bit. Nothing crazy, but maybe some moves worth talking about. So, uh, if you like this video, please um, hit the like button. Please subscribe to our channel so that you don't miss any um, of our videos. All week, we'll be talking about Steelers and Saints. Um, we've done some hockey talk this week, so please check that out, too. Um, and if you want a subscription deal to everything we write at postgazette.com, check out the link down in the description. That's $6 for six months of access. Uh, great deal. And, and we'll get you all the way through football season and maybe all the way at this point up to maybe the start of baseball season, Jason. Uh, Jason, how are you and how excited are you for uh for us to be talking some baseball again here. A hot stove, Adam. And I, I think, I swear, maybe maybe I've convinced myself of this, but no, I really do believe it, that it's going to be more than like an easy bake oven this year for the Pirates. Like, I think they might actually sign some guys. I don't think there's going to be a flood of moves, but I think they're going to add in a couple of key areas. They need to add in a key, couple of key areas, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think people are, are ready to see some, you know, maybe not – huge moves but but things that you get you incrementally closer and and not being in a hundred lost team next year i think that's the the baseline can't yep. lose a hundred again otherwise i think it's it's you know completely within people's rights to start questioning where this rebuild is going so i guess the first question jason is how aggressive do you expect ben sherrington to be when free agency opens on thursday is he going to make a couple of moves quickly um, or, or is this going to be a matter of maybe seeing how the market plays out a little bit with some of those bigger free agency, you know, bigger free agents? I think we've seen that around baseball in, in recent years is once those big names start moving, then some of the, the other players on down the line start signing their contracts too. What's, what's your sense of the way things are going to go for the Pirates? Yeah, people ask me this a lot, Adam, and, and it's a tough one to answer because, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty fair with the Pirates, and I'm going to say something right now that is not complimentary of them, but it's true. I mean, they are one of the last dogs at the bowl when they're trying to sign free agents. Like guys are basically looking around saying, am I going to get a better deal? Am I going to get a better deal? And the pirates aren't going to go knock anybody's socks off with the financial offer. Now, if somebody isn't going to get what a player is seeking elsewhere, okay, then that's great. You know, we could talk about like Carlos Santana, just to use an actual name. If nobody wants to pay Carlos Santana $7 million to come play first base, but the pirates do, then they're going to wait a little bit and they'll, they'll get Carlos Santana. You know, like Jose Quintana was an example of that where nobody really wanted to give him a rotation spot. The Pirates were willing to. They were willing to pay him a little bit of money. And so Quintana looked at that and said, all right, I better I better move on this offer that I have. So anyway, that's sort of the dance that they, they do. Um, I don't expect them to be very active right off the hop um, unless they absolutely have like like Quintana would be one that maybe you circle back for a multi-year deal. And I do think they'll try to sniff that out and see if there's something that can come together. I don't think they're going to be the only one courting him. Um, but, 
you know, they have a couple of areas to add, and I think over time they will get there. Starting pitcher is a big one. Uh, first base is a big one. Catcher is a big one. Um, Roberto Perez is another special circumstance where he became a free agent the other day. Um, I guess it was was it Sunday, Monday, where they became free agents? I don't know. This is baseball. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. I mean, in baseball, nobody knows what the heck day it is. So um, I expect them to bring Perez back. Um, I think he wants to come back. I think he's not going to have a ton of suitors based on ending. I think the past three years injured, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, that's something that could maybe get done a little bit earlier, although they want to see him play some winter ball. Anyway, I mean, those are the areas that I expect them to add, and I think they will get there. Of all those areas, what's number one on your wish list in, in terms of you know things that you want to see them do? One B, first base, man. That's to me. That's that's where you can say to your fan base, like, we hear you, we hear you. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think fans want to see. Uh, Diego Castillo or Josh. I mean, I know, I know fans don't want to see any of the mess they ran over there this year and it can't be that way. Um, you know, first base, just by nature of the position, you have an opportunity to get a veteran guy with some miles on the tires and name that people might know. Um, I threw out Carlos Santana there uh, intentionally. I mean, that's my number one guy that I want them to get. And I think it makes a lot of sense. He's coming off of a down year, but he's coming off of a down year that needs qualified. Um, nobody was shifted against more than Santana. When he hit left-handed, it was like 99% of the time or something ridiculous, and it turned a bunch of balls that he hit into outs. Um, if you like, look under the hood with exit velocity and launch angle and uh, swinging strike rate and all this stuff, like it was all pretty good. He checks out. Um, very good leadership guy, played a solid first base, can hit for some power. Like That's what they should want. Um, and they have to buy a little bit low or – like they wouldn't be buying terribly high. I should put it that way because he's not coming off of a great year, but you can count on him bouncing back. Um, catcher have to do that. Uh, right. I already said that stuff and starting pitcher, but I mean, to me on volume, this is where the pirates are able to say something to their fan base. Say like these past couple of years have stunk. We understand that. I don't think any right-minded person would be looking at the pirates right now to compete for the NL central title but you can't lose a hundred games and you have to put a better product on the field and you can't do it with just internal candidates. So the holes that they have, and they have a few in select areas, you need to get guys. You can run Sawinski, Reynolds, Hayes, Cruz, Castro, Bay, all those guys, Contreras, Keller, Oviedo, Brubaker, Ortiz, give those guys an opportunity to perform. It's not all going to be great, but they deserve a chance to continue to do what they did this past year. Where they have holes, this is where the Pirates can say, like, look, we're going to add, we're going to get a little bit better. When it, when, when more wins start coming, this is the way things are going to go. We're going to address holes via payroll. And I don't think it costs them terribly a, a ton of money. You know, we're talking about, like, Roberto Perez's contract is going to be reasonable. A first-base contract can be reasonable. A starting pitcher can be obtained for a reasonable amount of money. We're not breaking the bank here, but they need to do something, Adam. I got you. I think I'm going to go a little bit off the board here and say I'd like to see them spend a little bit of money on the bullpen um, because I think that that is the place in free agency that you can spend a little bit of money and make a big difference. Um, and, I, yeah, I think that was a clear weak point for the Pirates. I think it, it affected how they had to manage their staff. Um, and I think having one or two veteran guys that, you know, aren't, you know, superstars, we're not talking about closer level um, the quality, we're not talking about, you know, Astros bullpen quality. We're just talking about competent guys 
who can eat innings, you know, late in games, who can be reliable. Um, I think that'd make a big difference for this team. And I don't think that that would cost a ton. And so that's kind of the area that I, I want to see them address, um, you know, because just the way baseball is, you know, relievers don't make a ton of money because they're fungible. I call, I call them fungible all the time. Um, but there are veteran guys who, who, you know, you don't need to project and hope develop that are more finished products that can, that can come in and maybe pitch to like a three and a half or four ERA um, and, and, and make a big difference late in games. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you there, man. I really do. And I mean, you can plop Bednar down as the closer and I'm fine with that. I don't know about you. Like, and if I'm using to get to Bednar and I start thinking about if I have Will Crow to pitch my seventh inning, I'm happy with that. If I have Yuri De Los Santos in there somewhere, seventh, sixth, whatever, I'm good with that. I like the Colin Holderman trade. I think he's solid. If I have Chase DeYoung as a long man, I'm good with it. Um, but I, like, I worry about what happens in the eighth inning. I don't want to see Dwayne Underwood Jr. I mean, that, that just can't happen. You can't have David Bednar going for six-inning saves. We saw the result of that. I think we saw last year a little bit what they did to Will Crow, and I'm not sure he's an eighth-inning guy. That's nothing against him. I hope I'm proven wrong. I like I like Will Crow a lot. But to me, you know, like if he's pitching my seventh, good. But I want, you know, I mean, shoot, look at the Phillies. Look at the Astros, what they did. And some of those outs they were able to get, you know, Bed Bednar can't pitch every game. You know, get somebody who's comfortable in that role. I think they tried to do it a little bit last year with Heath Ember. He was just terrible. Um, but you know, you're right. I mean, and and you know what? We bag on Neil Huntington a lot for what he did with the Pirates. One thing he was able to do better than Ben Sherrington has done to this point is build a bullpen. Build a bullpen out of you know random dudes that you're able to find or sign for not a lot of money. Bring them in here and they're productive. Do it again. You got to get one or two bullpen arms, and it shouldn't cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, and I think part of the, the formula, too, is, you know, we saw how bad this bullpen got, especially when David Bednar was injured. And, and, you know, you can build a bullpen with him in it that looks good, but if he if he misses any length of time, everyone's out of position, and then it starts to fall apart. So I think that's part of it, too, is you want a guy who can close. Maybe you, you don't want him to close if everything works out the way things should, but he can he can do it if, if the situation arises. So that's, that's kind of what I'm looking. Just one or two veteran guys, 30-plus, um, not huge deals. I think that would make a big difference. Um, Jason, you mentioned uh, starting pitching. I think it's the one thing we haven't really gone into much detail on. I think my big question for you is, um, are we going to see any term in any deals this year? Or is this going to be like another Tyler Anderson, Jose Quintana, um, those types of guys on short deals that you can flip at the deadline if things aren't going well? Or is that still going to be the modus operandi, especially because I think you've seen a little bit more um, from the Pirates young pitchers than you had in the past couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the hope. I think the Pirates would like to get somebody for more than a year here. Um, it's a two-way street, too. Uh, a lot of times when the, the area of the store the Pirates are shopping in, they're, they're looking at guys who are coming off of a bad year, and they're looking for basically a spot in the rotation to prove themselves to sustain their major league career. And so you don't want to take that gamble and sign somebody for – um, you know, three years, because what if they flop, you know, and like Quintana is a perfect example. Like you saw what the guy can do. You saw what a veteran presence can be in that clubhouse and how good that can be for a young club. Now that's going to cost a little bit more money than Quintana did the first time or Tyler Anderson did. I mean, both of those guys were at what Q was 2 million. Anderson might've been two and some change or something like that. You know, and any of those one year stop gaps you can get. And, and it might make sense to do another deal with a guy on a one-year thing. I don't have any problem with that. 
but I'd like to see them get somebody who can be a leader for this team, because I do think that's something that this group lacked a lot. I mean, shoot, look at what they had last year, even Daniel Vogelback, um, Jose Quintana, like these guys were notable presences in their clubhouse. And by the end, they were nothing but just vapor trails. Um, and Chris Stratton even didn't pitch terribly well, but like was an important part for young guys who are like, you know, semi clueless or intimidated or whatever, like you're, you're helping them feel comfortable. There's value in that stuff. Um, so yes, I, I, I think that's the goal. I think if they find the right player for the right price, the right opportunity, again, I keep mentioning Quintana because it checks all the boxes and you know what the dude's made of and you know how he can pitch. Um, so I, that's, that's one I'd love to see him get, but no matter who it's, it's time to start adding some people into this thing that will be around for more than two months, three months. Last thing I have for you, Jason is, you know, everyone wants to know about Brian Reynolds future, David Bednar's future. You know, I, I, there was a lot of talk of them about them leading up to the deadline. Then uh, they weren't traded and Ben Charrington said, oh, we're going to build around these guys. I don't know how much I believed that at the time, to be honest with you, Jason, just the way that this franchise works. Uh, but do you get any sense that we are any closer to a potential deal with those guys, or do you think we're going to see them on the, um, you know, on the field in in twenty twenty three? I think we're going to see them on the field in twenty twenty three. I think we're going to see them at PNC Park in twenty twenty three. Um, you know, build around these guys. I I have the same feelings that you do. Um, I don't I don't necessarily sit here and expect to be writing stories about this lucrative long term extension for either one of them. But you know, does it make sense for the pirates to trade David Bednar right now? No, it, it, it doesn't. I mean, they don't, they're, they're not, they don't have to do anything. They have a closer, a, a all-star closer for a reasonable rate. Um, and they can just keep going year to year with him. And then, I mean, when you talk about relievers being fungible and things changing, like if things go South, they're not tethered to that contract. Now, knowing David, do I think that's going to happen? No, absolutely not. I think he's going to be a very good reliever for a number of years, but you know, they're not, obligated to do anything right now so why not uh, brian reynolds if you don't think i mean they they haven't given up hope there could be a long-term contract done um reynolds camp hasn't given up hope that there can be a long long contract done i mean one major hurdle with the pirates is getting guys who want to be here brian reynolds legitimately wants to be here that's a conversation i've had with him with his agents like you know there's there's no qualms about that but he's not going to sign for five dollars like it's going to have to be a competitive offer um, and I think the Pirates are trying to still sort of see a value established, see what else they have. Does it make sense for them to to move him? Um, you know, and I give a lot of credit to Bob Nutting for what they did last year. They fixed a problem that should have never been a problem with him going to arbitration. I think that saved the possibility of him staying here. Uh, that being said, if you get the sense from the Pirates perspective or even from Reynolds perspective, if you just come to the idea that like, look, this just isn't going to happen. You know, we've got... We need to move Cruz to the outfield. We're going to have Sawinski here. Bay's been really good. Like this just isn't a stretch that makes sense for us. Um, then you move him. But now is not that point. Um, he's coming off a relatively down year. It was still very good. But if you look at some of his numbers, I mean, his OPS was down about 100 points. It just now is not the time where I'd want to do that. I'd let him put up numbers in 2023. Halfway through, if, if you trade him, fine. Um, I wouldn't let him go for nothing. You need to make that ter determination by the middle of the season next year, whether you're going to keep him or trade him. Um, but it, even then, it's not like he becomes a free agent after next year either. You can still go through ARB again. So again, there's runway on it. I know that's not a sexy answer for fans wanting to hear things, but that's sort of how the Pirates 
do things, man. Like if there's an avenue to take, they're going to take it. Is there, I'll get you out of here on this. Is there a, a move that they could make before the winter meetings that might, might raise your eyebrows and, and, you know, lead to some suspicion. If they add three or four veteran arms to this bullpen, would that make you say, Hey, maybe their internal calculus is changing based on the moves that they're making? Yeah. I mean, a little bit, honestly, if I could, I think the one that sends the biggest message to their fans, Adam, is signing a first baseman. The one that might change the calculus with what they're doing competitive-wise might be a pitcher on a multi-year deal. To me, that that signals like we're, we're serious here because that's probably going to be the most costly of the moves. Um, and it, it's also the most like, look, we're, we're saying in all likelihood, if this works out, like this guy's going to pitch for us. We're locking him into this number and we're not going to flip him. So like, that would probably change my perception the most. Um, that's also tough for me to answer because I do have, I feel like this is a blessing and a curse being in the position I'm in. Like I do have a pretty good understanding of where they thought they were going to be this year, last year, and even where they want to be next year. It's one of the reasons why I tend to answer to people. I expect their win total to be in like the seventies, low seventies, mid seventies, something like that. Um, I don't expect them to lose a hundred games next year. And I expect them to put some effort in because I think that's the model that they're following. I think that's what they're looking at. You can look at other rebuilds, Baltimore, Houston. I mean, they're, they're not those franchises, but they're sort of a model where you say, we're going to suck for a couple of years and then we're going to come out of it in these certain ways. And that is lining up for them. So I do expect them to make some moves and be a little bit better. I'm not sure there's any one move that they can do where it's going to like tell me something I didn't know. Fair enough. I think these are these are questions fans have, and I'm glad we could answer them uh, today. Jason, um, we will try to do this again, especially if there's some moves to talk. If there's no moves to talk about, I don't know if we're going to be doing much much more Pirates talk, but if they sign a couple guys, hey, maybe we should be hopping back on here, and we'll, we'll tell you a little bit about what we think about those moves. So please stay tuned to the Post-Gazette YouTube channel by you know hitting that subscribe button. Help it. We just got over 1,000, so thank you all for your support if you're already subscribed, and um, if you haven't already, please join the please join the party. We'll have a lot more this week. Um, Steelers Saints coming up on Sunday. Me and Paul Zeiss will be live after the game, um, the return of Zeiss post game after a couple of weeks off. So check that out and subscribe and check again. Check out that promo deal down in the description. So much good stuff you get for that. Uh, Jason, thanks for your time and uh, you know, good luck this weekend or this yeah, especially this weekend. You know, in case things come up. All right, man. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you liked the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you enjoyed it on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down in the description.